137 PM is proud to launch a new three-part podcast series, Cannabis State of the Union. I'm Rama Mayo, cannabis industry expert and co-founder of Hall of Flowers and Green Street. Cannabis State of the Union is a deep dive into the past, present, and future of the cannabis industry. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the rest of your podcast and thank you for being part of the 137 PM community. California, just like suburbs, probably like 15 minutes from LA. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I know COVID's crazy out there. You need to stay safe, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. I can't wait for my vaccine shot. I'm uh, I'm pro science here, so I'm just like counting the days. Oh yeah. So I know you have the candle business. Um, I saw you post about it, and it looks really cool, like the the sneaker candle and the Pokemon ball candle, like. Tell us a little bit about the business, man. Like, first of all, like, share the name with everyone and where they could find you, but let us know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so the name of the candle company is called Acure Co. Um, and, yeah, um, they can find us in Acuro.co. No, Acureco, sorry, dot com. Um, yeah, it's a A-K-E-R-U uh, dash C-O dot com um and yeah you know it, it was a venture that um made in tokyo in 24 hours and you know as a group uh we came across this wax artist on um ig he did one kind of he, he did a couple of candles for himself as a, like art pieces and we reached out to him and we're like hey like we love what you're doing um how can we help really and uh, it was really like a hobby of his and we kind of just like dove in head first and kind of escalate the business a little bit um you know kind of rebranded it repackaged it and um started and can, are currently still doing a bunch of seating rounds with you know influencers artists friends you know everybody so yeah it's, it's been amazing the reception has been super like uh you know it's been amazing you know, like everyone is like i've been a, a candle person my whole life but i didn't know like it was such a big thing really that's cool. Yeah, no, some some producers tell me that they need candles in the studio when they're making beats. Yeah, you, you know, it's crazy. Um, Big Sean's, we, so we went, when Bay and Tokyo and I went on tour, we made it with Big Sean in like 2017, 18. Um, his manager, Zeno, um, you know, every day on tour would find a room, set up shop, you know, his laptop, you know, get to work. And he would always travel with this candle and he'd bring it out, light it up. And I remember asking him one time, like, yo, why do you travel with that same candle everywhere? And he's like, man, you got you to gotta set the vibe wherever you're at. And like the candle does that for me. It calms me down, lets me, you know, really focus on what I'm doing. And just like, you know, it's a big part of like my ambiance. And I was like, man, I like that. I was like, you know, I love candles. Like I love the scent. You know, I really... I don't mind. I don't mind paying top dollar for a candle. Yeah, it's you know it's one of the few luxuries I indulge in. Hell yeah, that's cool, man! And shout out to Zeno. That's a cool story. Yeah, 
no, Zeno's a good guy. But yeah, no, like, yeah. And, and then, you know, I had a funny encounter um, during COVID, um, during the Christmas time. I was like, yo, I'm about to go to Bath and Body Works and grab some candles for friends and family, stuff like that. And um, I walk in and they're like, oh, there's a line. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm walking, trying to find the end to this line. And it's outside of the mall, like in the parking area. And I'm like, well, I asked everybody, like, what's going on? Like, it was like, oh, they're having a candle sale. And I was like, yeah. And then, like, literally, probably like two weeks later, like, I came across this candle uh, artist, wax artist. And um, yeah, you know, me, I talked to Tokyo, talked to 20, you know, they're big on it. And we just, you know, partnered up with him. And yeah, we get, we we're getting ready for our next drop, which is going to be a, a Bapesta candle. Um, you know, yeah, I'll send you some pictures. It's super dope. We literally just got the samples in like a few few days ago, but it's, yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be crazy. But you know, it's a good mixture of like hype culture and like home decor. So if you're like really like into like you know set having your house like nice and having pieces that people can like talk upon when people walk into like your house, perfect for you. If you know if you've big sneakerhead and you love like the culture like it's also a great gift this episode of 137 fm is brought to you by hp instant ink listen no one is reading your mind but hp instant ink knows when your printer's running low and knows when to send you new cartridges so you never have to think about ink save up to 50 percent. you'll pay less than five dollars a month for ink and never run out again Find out if your print is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantink 137fm. That's hp.com slash instantink 137fm. Conditions apply. One of those gifts where like, it's like a wow factor when people open it. Yeah, totally. Totally, man. Um, I even showed the Pokeball to some people I work with who are really into Pokemon cards and they were like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I do like to tell people is that it, it's, you know, it's it's dual. You can have it just as an art, like sitting on your house, it's going to smell good. Um, but it also, if you want to burn it, it'll burn right. But we take we take pride in that. Um, you know, we get the, the good wicks. Um, we make sure we blend the wax right when, we, when we're boiling it. So it burns, it burns pretty good. Um, it'll last about, depending on a candle, you get anywhere from like 20 to 40 hours of burn time. Um, so yeah, so. You guys are going to have a big year. I know you're just getting started, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we, we've, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we've, yeah, the sales have been great so far. We've only literally had only two drops. We had a Valentine's Day drop and then we had a Pokemon. The Pokeball was more for just like the kids thing. Um, and we haven't announced it yet, but we're going to be taking the proceeds from the Pokeball sale and donating that to charity. Um, we're looking for one, one that mentally like focuses on like uh, providing services, um, uh, you know, for kids in, uh, for kids in, uh, you know, mentally, they offer mental services in like, you know, lower income neighborhoods for like kids in particularly. So, we're kind of uh, specific or what we're looking for. So we're going through like a few orgs right now about which one we want to like partner up with and like build like a line of communication that we can like, you know, donate to and contribute to. That's cool, man. That's, that's really awesome that you're giving back. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, I want to talk about management too. You were just talking about being on tour with Tokyo. 
like who all do you work with as far as the artists go uh currently right now um i'm working with made in tokyo 24 hours um uh, new the new artist that uh, we, we spoke about ecstasy um tiggy who's a producer who's produced for uh, khalid kalani 21 savage um and his latest production he's a co-producer on greece for Khaled, dj khaled and drake um so you know we've been working with him that's been exciting um and uh just a bunch of developing acts right now um that were that have not really released anything yet. We're going to be releasing stuff soon. Um, and then also on the side, I'm work. I've been working with uh, Kuko in the publishing space. He's uh, going to be developing his own publishing company called Galaxy Publishing. Um, so me and him, I'll be working more on the A and R side of that, kind of looking for like pro- up and coming producers and writers. And um, so that's been exciting too. Okay, no, that's awesome, man. Shout out to Kuko. Or Coop, but yeah, shout out to yeah. Um, he's awesome, man. Yeah, no, he's a he's he's dope person. Uh you know, great. You know, he has a great team around him too. Um it's, I think that's one of the biggest things in management is like it's uh you you know, you invest in the person. So it's like, you know, it's somebody that you have to believe in from all angles, whether you know, just personally, you know, musically, it, it it's it's a wide variety. So, and, you know, Kook is one of those guys that just, he's come a long way. He's, he's grown in, grown a lot over the last few years. And yeah, he's just a dope guy to be around and super musically inclined, you know, uh, really good at production. And I think he's going to have like a really big year. Oh yeah. Okay. And yeah, man, I want to talk to you. How did you find ecstasy, the artist? Like, and then also his, I, I walked this earth all by myself. That song is crazy. I ah, appreciate that. Uh, so Ecstasy, he was brought to me by um, a buddy of mine named Tyler. Um, Tyler just, uh, he like work, he he does like, he works for like uh, Super Duper Kyle. He does day-to-day management for uh, Made in Tokyo and super young uh, manager. Um, but yeah, so he brought me uh, Ecstasy and was like, hey, uh, check this kid out. Like, what do you think? And, you know, I took a minute, sat with the music, and there was just something about him, you know, I, I just musically was just, you know, really, uh, it was hard to turn him off, you know, when I listened to him and I listened to one record, then I listened to another one, to another one, I mean, everything was just sounding good. It was easy to listen to, excuse me. And, um, yeah, you know, he had already established contact with Ecstasy, so we got to know him you know, heard his whole backstory, Vancouver, 18-year-old, you know, super influenced by X and Jews, and yeah, so, you know, we just, we approached him, we were just like, hey, like, we really want to work, and yeah, we put out his first uh, single, I Walked This Earth, you know, the interesting thing is that I think he has so much room to grow, Um, you know, he told us that he still records on GarageBand, which is like, you know, amazing, because when you find artists that are putting out that kind of high caliber music and, you know, they still have all the tools to the disposal, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love it, man. And I was, I was playing, so I put them on the Monday to Monday playlist and I was Thank playing you. it. Out loud. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I, I was playing it out loud and uh, someone was like walking by and they're like, yo, who is that? Like that, that sounds crazy. 
You know what I mean? Like that's that's how yeah. good it is. Like people hear it and they immediately have a reaction. Yeah, no, same same way, same way. Usually, you know, between like all like my buddies and and I who listen to music, like we always trade music. Um, and I'm always in, in open and listening. Um, you know, some artists have that effect where it's like whether it be like their voice or the way that they're the way they select their beats or how they how they you know melodically how they intro into a song it for me is like the first like 15 seconds like whether it be your voice tone or the or the beat selection you have like those are critical for me because then you're like you're grabbing my attention you know or whether it be how you say words or you have a slang that i've never heard before things like that like yo this is different i like and his was just like literally when i heard that beat i was like it, it kind of took me into like a weekend kind of like where's this kid going with and it was just a, a great listen and I was just like, yo, who is this kid? You know, and then, and then we got into the other specific, like, you know, just how is he, who he is, like, where's he from? Like, what's his background? How do you, like, what's your work pace? How do you work? And, you know, he just seemed like he was all in on the music and, you know, he, you know, he communicates a lot, listens. So those things are, and he's creative. So I think those things, when you put them together, then for us, it's just easier to like put it all together for him. Yeah. Yeah, and yo, what's crazy is what you just said. That's exactly what I always say is that when when some when an artist is using different lingo or like um, saying cool creative things, it like really draws you in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like it's cool. Because then at that point, it's like, oh, this is dope. Like, and then then you get into like the nerd the nerd side of you. Like, what is what does this phrase mean? Like, is it from, this from Memphis? Is this from Florida? Like, you know, like they have their own slangs. It's like a whole new culture. You like really dive into and like. You know, just when when you listen to, you know, when I listen to Kodak for the first time, you know, like his his lingo was like, yeah, what is this? This thing sounds dope. Or when you listen to like, um, you know, Dolph. Dolph has such a, I think, has such a great voice. Like, you know, like it has a, he has a, a great voice that like um, trash talking is really conducive for. Like, you just love hearing it. So, yeah, the voice, voice, tone of voice is really key for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, I agree. And for everyone uh, listening, if you want to hear the artist Ecstasy, he's on the Monday to Monday playlist. Check him out. Uh, Really dope music. So you need to check that out ASAP. But last question for you, man. I know you've been working with Tokyo for a long time, right? Made in Tokyo for everyone listening. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the ups and downs or maybe like one key story, you know, that that you've like had with Tokyo over the years that really taught you something, you know, because... I will say, while you're thinking about that, I'll say that, you know, Tokyo is really unique to me, you know, as far as Atlanta artists go, he's really kind of like built himself up where like every now and then an Atlanta artist will get this crazy cosign or an Atlanta artist will be part of a a team or like have key people around him. I know Tokyo is K-Swisha in 24 hours, but in my mind, Tokyo really did something that I haven't seen a lot of other people do lately you know, and then he's released albums and he's gone on tours and, you know, sometimes artists blow up and they don't even drop an album for like four years, you know? So like, yeah. like talk to us a little bit about Tokyo. Cause I, I just feel like so many people could learn watching his moves. Yeah. You know, Tokyo is a great father, a great artist and a great individual overall. It's a great human being. He checks in, you know, we, we talk a lot, but he'll just randomly be like, Yo, how are you? How's your girl? How's the family? How's everyone? He just always tapping in and just 
besides like the business, always just making sure everyone's good. Um, you know, I think he's super underrated. Um, you know, people, you know, he was, he had a viral song off SoundCloud that was able to like carve the lanes in radio, you know, before Uber everywhere, you were seeing like top 40 people that, you know, there's these people who just in radio had their, had the market share and they weren't letting, especially the SoundCloud, they weren't letting those kids into radio and he really carved and broke a lot of doors and, um, and, you know, we had a successful radio run with Uber everywhere, but, you know, and on top of that, you know, Chuck E. Cheese was like one of the first songs to really show that, um, that TikTok had, it was like a power to be reckoned with and could actually really be useful as a marketing tool. Um, you know, I, you know, yeah, I think, you know, I think really that, you know, people, we always hear from us and from the outside looking in, people are like, yo, why isn't Tokyo bigger? Oh, he should be, you know, doing this and doing that. You know, the one thing I learned about Tokyo um, is that he's going to do what he artistically feels is right for him. And he's never going to bend or fold. You know, he, if he does, like, we've had arguments, but now I learned how to, like, I know where his mind state is at, but if he doesn't like something, he doesn't like something. If he doesn't, if he likes something, he likes it. Like, you know, there's, it, he just goes with his gut and it hasn't, it hasn't failed him yet. And I think he's so musically inclined like that. He just knows how to build his fan base and, um, and he knows exactly who he wants to target. You know, when we came off of Uber everywhere, I think for him, he was like, he felt a little bit of pressure, like, Oh, now they see me as his radio artist. And now I got to like find a way to tap back in with the kids that I want to tap in with through like underground. Um, and we just told him like, yo, you know this best than anybody. So just do what you do. And, you know, obviously I want with Richie South was, you know, it's still an anthem for any, every time we go to concerts, it's a great song to get everybody hyped to. Great workout song. And then, you know, you had Skateboard P, which is a, a culture song with Pharrell. He, he paid his homage. Um, then we had Ned Flanders, you know, and then Chuck E. Cheese and, um, yeah, you know, he just, he knows how to really make, put music together and he doesn't really rush for anything. So I have to like argue with him. Like, Yo, it's been two years. We've been putting any music out. He's like, yeah, haven't really been in the, in the creative space. And then he'll get in his creative space and puts out amazing records. So I, I you know, Tokyo's the one thing I've learned is that you just got to trust his gut and his creative mind. You know, you really can't rush him. You really can't rush the process because he just, he knows what he's doing creatively. It's like, it's, he just knows how to put these records together. And it's, you know, it's, I, I think it's watching him work in the studio is amazing, you know, and I think he's being able to develop his fan base the way he wants now. And now he just moves accordingly, really. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's good insight, man. You know, like sometimes you got to just trust your gut or allow the artist to trust their gut and, and move accordingly. You know, you can't always force people to do what you think is best. You got, it's a team. It's a team at the end of the day. It's a real team. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, I, I, the way I see it is like it's, it's their art. It's what they have to like stand by and live with for the rest of their lives. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you you feel pressure sometimes from people like, hey, you got to get with this producer, or you or he's making the hot sound, or he's making this, and so it's just you know, like I know what I want. I know what my fans want me and K-Switch have a great vibe, you know, and he has a, 
a team of producers outside of that, you know, that he works with and has a great relationship for him. It's never going to be like, Oh, I have to work with this hot producer. Cause that's what everyone's doing. Like he just lives in his own world and he knows like the recipe that works for him. And, you know, he, he just built with his fan base directly. Like he's on, he's talking to all these kids, all his fans on Twitter, on Instagram, answering every DM, every message, every, every, you know, everyone, Twitch, um, Discord, like he's on, he's communicating with his fans. So I think he has great insight of like what his fan base is and what they really are looking for. Oh yeah. Yo, I know I said last question, but I got to ask you about Jay Balvin, bro. Like <laughs> what's the relationship there? And it seems like you guys click so well. Um, you know, Jay Balvin is, uh, you know, his team is great. Um, you know, it's super easy to work with, super, um, you know, it's amazing because he's like you know, a huge artist and like how easy and how down to earth they are is a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, like we were kind of like, sometimes you kind of like, oh man, is he going to have time for us? Or like, you know, we don't want, you know, we're just trying to figure out how to get all everything together. But no, he, his team is super super down to earth and super helpful in every way. And um, working with him was dope. We, when we, we did a record for him a few a couple of years ago and yeah, you know, he was a super nice guy. Really, it's really is the best way to put it. Just a nice guy overall, super like great energy. His team was amazing. And he's a big fan of the culture, um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I think he understands our culture as well. And I think that's why he's, had such a presence that he's had and um smart guy and him and you know him in Tokyo met through um through Ben Baller that that's how the connection originally was made and yeah you know Tokyo introduced uh ben, um sorry Jay Balvin to uh Chance in Chicago um and you know that's that's how Tokyo is like Tokyo's just like yeah like he understands that Jay Balvin's a huge fan of our culture and wants to see him like you know connect with more people on this side and you know just to make really collabs happen and you know yeah uh, one thing i gotta say jay Bowen is just amazing guy and amazing team i uh, couldn't thank him enough for being part of the project we just released hell yeah that song's hard too i appreciate that hell yeah okay cool man so everyone go out and buy the candles to fuel the movement right like let's yeah. go yeah no i appreciate it um I should, you know, I'm, I already have a package on out your way, but yeah, man, you know, it's, we're dropping the babes to candles next and, you know, I, I'm interested to see how everything will go and, you know, how everything's going to unfold for us on the candle side. But yeah, it's for everybody, it's a Kuro, A-K-E-R-U dash C-O dot com. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you, Mike. Thank you, man. All right. You too, bro. I'm going to talk to you soon. All right, brother. See you. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.